Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Forged 20 Podcast. I am your host and game master, Zach Coldiron. Before we go ahead and get the show started today, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor for this week is The Last Waltz Media, your podcast for everything related to dirt track racing. Donnie, the host over at The Last Waltz, has been a fantastic supporter of the Forge D20 podcast, and I would absolutely love it if you guys could go ahead and, you know, listen to his podcast on Spotify, and you can follow him on Instagram and Facebook at The Last Waltz Media. Now, with that being said, and without further ado, let's dive deeper into the tales of Lodrienth. Upon leaving their camp, Lloyd and Moros discovered um, that the amount of guards stationed at the perimeter of Polaria were spread pretty thin. Uh, Lloyd had asked a guard what was going on. The guard informed them of a major theft occurring at the Hemingway Medical Company warehouse. This led to them grabbing Corus uh, and heading to the Hemingway shipping yard. Upon arrival, they noticed that Callum Vinstrom was talking with the shipping manager, Aurelius, showing them scrying footage of a tall humanoid staring into a camera, turning to mist, and the mist heads to the morgue house. It was noted that they stole something called the Neurocirclet. In the morgue house, there were a few guards doing some investigating. They met a quiet, dumb guard who kept to himself, went to the bathroom. Uh, guard told them the circlet was in the room down the hall where they met a very eccentric guard who immediately recognized who Lloyd was and his endeavors in saving the town from a goblin threat. Um, he told uh, them one of the guards on duty that night was Greg, who was also conveniently in the morgue house. Well, the group went and approached Greg. And as they were just doing very standard introductions, the group kept getting Greg's name wrong, and Greg didn't really appreciate that. So the party kind of gave him a hard time. By kind of giving him a hard time, I mean they legitimately, Moros, tried to drown this man. But it turns out it was all in good reason, because Greg accepted a very large 100 gold bribe from a hooded figure with a blue flame on his shirt. With this being said, Greg was immediately arrested by the hands of Callum. Uh, on their way out of the city, they met with Lord Etzal, um, who finally met Chorus and Moros. They told him about a little bit about what's going on. They used the word Mind Flayer. Um, and they discovered that Etzal wants to find, study, and investigate a Mind Flayer's body. So if the party ever finds one, they might return it. They might not. Who knows? But before they departed, they met with Callum, who handed them a bag of holding with three items of their choice in it. What those items are, I'll let you guys uh, figure out, you know, when that happens, when you want to reveal it to our audience. But once again, thank you for tuning in. We're going to go ahead and get started as the party is now walking down and to the forest and you finally can see the dip of the crater you guys have been walking for about an hour and a half two hours now at this point about a four five miles um outside the city of polaria Corus, 
as you're walking before we do anything yes oh of course go ahead hit f11 for the stream ah yeah you're right you're right makes it look better there we go yeah f11 all right this way it's not so cluttered that is big old facts my brother big old facts indeed let me just pull this up on the other screen all right cool we're good um chorus as you guys are walking about it's been a pretty quiet last couple of hours it's been not unsettling but you know in the wilderness of lodrianth this isn't necessarily normal there's at least some sort of creatures out and about but what you do see out of the corner of your eye from one of the bushes, you see two feet hanging out of the bushes that are wearing brown boots. Uh, I, like, nudge Lloyd with my elbow. Uh, those, those feet. I'm not going crazy now. Those are, those are shoes. Am I not mistaken? Raf, what? Hello. We can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, you know those in that bush right there. Those are legs, right? Those are those are shoes. I. Believe they are. Let us what? Check. All right. Uh, you know I thought I might have been going crazy. Uh, you know I thought maybe the the sun was getting to me. I. All right. Uh, I'm gonna kick one of the shoes. No reaction. Did I like feel like I hit something, or did I just hit shoes? Oh, you hit shoes. You hit a person as well. You can feel there's some sort of body underneath this. There's feet in them shoes. <laughs> uh, you know what? If I I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab it. If if um, I pull away just a leg, I suggest we run. I'm gonna reach down and I'm gonna grab the leg and try to pull out. Whatever is this is. Okay, go ahead and just roll me a strength or athletics check. Your choice. Uh, I mean, they're both the same thing. In eight. It's not that hard to pull this body out as you drag it across the ground. Um, and as you pull it out of the bushes, you see a human female uh, with her hair tied uh, up. But what's weird about this is in the back of her skull on the lower half, right below where her hair is tied up, there's an incision, and it looks like someone split her skull in half. <clears throat> now, what's weird about this is there's no blood, but there's also no brain. If I could vomit, I would. That's pretty nasty. Must have been one of them mind flayers I got her. 
All right. Well, uh, what uh, what do you say we do with her, Lloyd? You we bury her? We leave her here for the wildlife? Like, let me. I don't know. Check her out. Let's see what. All right. Well, she's dead. Let, let's. Uh, I, I, I don't think that's very respect. I don't think we should be checking out the dead lady. All right. Like that's that's a that's a little weird. I know I just got to know you. I don't know your taste quite yet, but there's something about you know dead bodies that I don't. I don't think we should be checking them out. Well, I, I allowed you to continue speaking your nonsense. I mean to check if she has identification. Oh, okay. Yep. Nope. That makes sense. I'm an investigator. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Twenty-two. Um, you're able to find nothing on her, not even her identification. What you do find is that. How do I describe this? Mm, okay. What you see is it looks like her clothes were stretched as if someone was grabbing her, pulling her, forcibly, potentially robbing her, maybe. You're not sure because she has nothing on her. She's out here in the middle of the wild. But also on the second hand, you also have that information of she has there's no blood and there's no brain. So it could be a mind flayer. However, it could be both. You're just completely unsure of what it is at this time. But there was clearly some sort of struggle going on here. All right, well, you know. Um, look, Morris is already going to be gone digging the grave. Yeah, while this was going on. Before she was uh, killed. Mm. Well, you wanna, I guess we bury her. You want to get her arms? I'll get her legs. Drop her in that hole right there. As it takes about 30 minutes for Morris to dig this hole, you guys put this woman's corpse in there. And near the end, when you guys finally plop her down, a bolt of arcane energy begins to soar through the sky towards, let's see, let's do Lloyd. It's going to go towards Lloyd. As now standing on top of this tree trunk is a goblin casting Eldritch Blast. Rolled a a fourteen. Does that hit, sir? Yes, it does. So AC? your AC is fourteen. So you're gonna take. Oop, that's a D one hundred. Apologies. D10. That's that's not let's not give the goblin the D one hundred damage die, please. Uh, you're gonna take four points of force damage, and then I need you to make a deck save to prevent falling into the hole on top of this woman. (laughs) 
14. That is a success. Uh, you can feel as the el- the force of Eldritch Blast begins to hit you, boom, in your left chest. You kind of lose your balance for a second, but you're able to maintain your footing and not fall into the hole. Uh, but you guys do know you are being ambushed by a singular goblin, which is weird. But let's go ahead and have everybody roll some initiative. Alright. <laughs> 14 for Moros. Cool. That's everybody. Ooh, not good rolls. That's a four. All right. I don't know how I could have rolled lower, but I did. <laughs> uh All right. So going. Oh, by the way, how much damage did I take? Four. Yeah, four points of force damage. Um. So on the first, going first, you then see a dart flying through, uh, the air towards you, Lloyd. Uh, At the last second, you just hear, and it's coming right for you. Um, dart. A 10 misses as you're able to just react in time to turn your head out of the way. You see emerging from the uh, bush on the opposite side of this fallen log, a hobgoblin. Next up is the goblin's turn since he doesn't have his round of surprise anymore because he was hidden. He is now going to fire another Eldritch Blast, but this time he's going to do it at Chorus. A four misses. It is now the four turn definitely misses. of Moros Omenborn. All right. Uh, how far away are they from me? Let's see. Let's see. So the Hobgoblin is about 85 feet from you. The Goblin Goblin is about 105 feet from you at this time. Well, let me mark out how far 30 feet is movement so I can move 30 feet. God damn, that ain't that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Big map. Moros will go bounding over the grave with the unmarked woman in it. And as he bounds over, he will reach over his shoulder to his, uh, I guess, where he keeps his javelins. And I don't suppose it's a quiver. I don't know what you would call that. But anyways, reaches back to one of the javelins he has. Uh, equipped and just chucks the fucking thing right at the uh, bugbear. So let me go to my attacks javelin. Um, yeah, twenty-one. Nice. Twenty-one hits. Roll me damage. Nine. Nine points of damage. Nice. All right. I threw that thing like Zeus throws lightning bolts, y'all. Is that your turn, sir? With authority. Um, I don't suppose I have any bonus actions, do I? No, I don't. Yeah, that's my turn. Interesting. Okay, cool. All right. So, after your turn, Moros, emerging from the log, 
is a tiny little kobold, and you see him. He's kind of hunched over. He's wearing a little hood, red skin tone. He's got a scar over his mouth. Yeah, and he just chucks a javelin over at you, Moros. Oh, this little fucking. Uh, an 18. Yeah, that hits. So you're going to take... Oof. Seven points of the piercing damage. Okay. Uh, and then he's going to... He used 10 Where fingers does it movement. Hit? Uh, we'll say it hits um, on your, like, stomach. Mm, okay, not pleasant. Alrighty. And then you see him retreat. A little bit. Well, you don't know if it's him or her, but he goes, <laughs> and it laughs. Day. And then it starts speaking in goblinoid, uh, or goblin, alone. to the two creatures. Uh, does anybody in the party speak goblin? No. No. Lloyd? Definitely not. Uh, I do not think so. Mm, no goblin. Nope. Well, that is their turn. It is now Chorus's turn. Yes, renowned goblin linguist Lloyd. Um, so I'm going to take a step around the log. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 right here. And I'm going to raise my hand towards the back of the kobold. And you're going to see, uh, the glove on my hand begins to decay and disintegrate as the bony fingers are exposed. And I'm casting rot on the kobold. Ooh. So it's going to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. It rolled an 11. I'm assuming that's a failure. It's a failure. So it takes 2d10 necrotic damage as a bunch of pest, uh, pustules and... Uh, it is a bunch of bustle. Oh, sorry, three d ten because it's at second level because it's I'm a warlock. That's right. Uh, so it takes twenty points of damage. Um, as a bunch of pustules appear on its face and its skin begins to decay and rot away. Ew. It's grody. Um, and I will also make that my uh hexblade's curse. Dude, my he literally action. just rotted. What the hell? You hear the kobold letting yeah. out an intense scream. I would, I would mock yeah. it, but it's it's kind of late here. So, but you just hear, <laughs> yeah. yeah, immediately does it. As you see, its skin beginning to decay and rot away. Is that your turn? That is all I can do on my turn. That is my movement, my bonus action, and my main action. So with its legendary action... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kobold. <laughs> Go ahead, Lloyd. It's your turn. All right. I'm going to come over here and jump up on this thing. All right. You climb on top of the log. And now I'm going to throw my dagger. At the kobold or the hobgoblin? Or the Goblin Goblin. Yes. Uh, yeah, you could hit all three targets, I believe. Do any of them. All of them. He hits all of them. He throws one dagger and <laughs> hits all three. Does he do a backflip when he does it, too? Dude, Dude that'd be fucking awesome. Is it a double? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attack the Kobold. 
All right, you go ahead and throw the dagger at the kobold. Go ahead and roll me an attack with your dagger. That's a hardy kobold. Twelve. As the skin, as you throw the dagger, the rot spell that is decaying the flesh of this uh, creature, you would have hit the cat. What? Well, of course, remind me one more time. Where did you use rot? Where did it affect his body? His entire body. He oh. begins to break out in pustules, and his skin begins to decay and rot away. We'll say it's his calf. As you're trying to hit it in the calf, you see as the skin begins to decay and wither, it just goes right by. Just missing. Fun. All right. Soaks off dead skin. Yeah. It just slops away. All right, sir. Is that your turn? Yep. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. What are my options here? Death. Mm, no thanks. So, Lloyd, why don't you go ahead and make me a wisdom saving throw? Oh, there. What? Let's go there. <laughs> What's the DC on this? I'm not going to tell you, but I'm trying to see. Okay. Oh my god, you just succeeded. You just succeeded. Just barely. You lucky child. Mm. Lloyd, you're going to see an Eldritch Blast mm. flying your way because of this. I'm sorry. No. Oh, yeah. 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 No. 22 definitely hits. Um, e ten. You're gonna take seven points of force damage, and that is that goblin's turn. Moros Omenborn. Hey, don't draw on the map, man. Got to delete it. Awesome. Twenty five feet away from me. As the kobold throws the javelin and the javelin hits me, Moros winces in pain as he sees, obviously, spells being cast and slung back and forth as the combat ensues. Moros reaches down to the javelin and snaps off the end of it so that only a small portion is sticking out from his gut now. And then he is going to charge the kobold that threw the javelin, who is 25 feet away from him. So, doink. And then... Eat this bitch. As he's running up, he pulls out his greatsword, and I'm going to Divine Smite this bitch. <clears throat> so, see if I hit first. 18. 18 hits, roll me damage. Alright, 2d6 plus 4, 11, and then here's my Divine Smite damage. Only six. Oof. So 17 total. All right. Why don't you describe what your attack looks like to everybody else? Um, I attempt to lop off the arm that threw the javelin. Moros is running up with reckless abandon, bounds over parts of the broken tree, and takes the greatsword with two hands above his head and cleaves it straight down at where the um, 
I would say the shoulder and the arm meet and come together. Okay. Roll me a strength check. Let's see if you can clean this fucker off. Or cleave this fucker off. Jesus Christ. All right. Hey, yeah. Uh, strength. Oh, wait, that's a saving throw. Same thing. One. It's... <laughs> the it's sword just stuck. Swing. Your, your blade is stuck. Like, you can't go down, but you could pull it out. I pull it out. Mm. With a boot to the face of the of the cobalt as I do it. And His skin on. kind of peels off in the bottom of your boot. Uh. <laughs> it's all pussy underneath. His fucking face, it's literally like stuck to the bottom of my boot. Is that your turn, sir? Uh, Moros is going to um, say to the to the cobbled, "Just die already!" And as he prepares to strike it again, but obviously no, that'd be me no die. So, you die. Uh, that's the end of Moros' turn, though. You die! You die! You die! He screams as he stabs you twice with the spear. Let's see if any of these attacks hit. First one is a six, which completely whiffs by you. Uh, and a 10, as you whiff, as the, both of these attacks just completely fucking miss you. Me might die. Me might die. Mm. Truce? He extends his hand. <laughs> okay. Chorus, it's your turn. Is it the, the, the hanging arm? The arm, the arm that's like barely there? He yes. extends the hand. He barely raises <laughs> it up. <laughs> 25. I'm going to walk up. As he's extending the arm out for the truce, I'm going to summon the cleaver. And I'm going to bring it down on the top of his skull. Ooh. Just a regular attack. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. That misses. Wild. All right. Uh, bonus action with disadvantage. I'm throwing my other hand axe into his face. All right, all right, all right. It's actually kind of funny. It's another... Oh, that was a 17. Oh, yeah, okay. that definitely hits. You're good. Okay, I thought it was another 6, but no. Fucking, I swing down, and because fucking Moros ripped his face off with his boot, it just kind of slides by. I'm like, fuck this shit, and I just chuck my other one at him. Uh, with out. The plus six, but it still gets plus two, so it's eight damage on that one. How you kill that thing? How you kill that thing, man? Yeah, I, I, just as I swing it down, I fucking miss his head. Fucking disappointed myself. I just, you know, bring my left arm up in like a laissez-faire kind of manner and just kind of flick the cleaver into his face. Um... And let me read this, because I need to double-check something. Okay, yep, nope, that is it. Okay, as you cleave the head of this kobold, you see it just immediately plop onto the ground. Lloyd, you're locked in with this hobgoblin and this goblin at this point. What do you want it to do? I am going to... Oh, wait, isn't the... Cobalt dead? 
The kobold yes, is the kobold dead. is dead. The hobgoblin and the goblin are the ones that are still alive. All right. I am going to use my telekinetic movement to send my dagger to this boy. Woo! Oh my goodness, and that's on the hobgoblin or the goblin? This one. Okay. Uh, so natural 20 hits, of course. The damage. Just to quicken the pace of the game, we're going to double, because bad math. Boom. 14 points of damage. Is it dead? It is not. And I will activate my psionic strike. Ooh. Mm-hmm. To deal an additional eight damage on top of that. Don't fuck with an Esper. What happens when you use your psionic power to kill the hobgoblin? Well, as my companions here slaughter this poor tiny kobold, all I do is, with my left hand, I lift my fingers up, two of my fingers up. And then I swiftly point them at the goblin. And my dagger flies from the ground, because it obviously missed the fucker, right into that dude's face. Hitting him in the eye, piercing his skull, his brain, everything. As you see him fall backwards, plopping on the ground. Is there anything else you can do on your turn? That is all. This kobold had so much HP, by the way. Jesus Christ. Next up is the goblin, who immediately is going to turn tail and fucking run. He's going to use his action. He's going to use a bonus action to Misty Step, and then do a double dash. As he... You guys lose him in the night. He gets completely off this map. Double dash? Double dash. Well, not double dash. How do you double dash? Well, he... He, he, 30 feet and then another... This was. It's Mario Kart, bro. Mm. Double dash. <laughs> yeah, he just was running away. What? This fucking cobalt had some fucking meat on him. He was, I want, he was tanky. I want to approach where the goblin was. Mm. And I would like to perform a. Um, sort of tracking action and see if I can pick up on where his footsteps are because he left in a hurry and he wasn't being careful. So I'm going to see if I can pick up on his footsteps and track his ass out of here. Um, Let me make sure I don't got any features, reactions, anything like that that might help in the situation. Uh, Can I make a check to try to take the teeth of this hobgoblin? Hmm. Yeah, survival check as well. Ah, a 20 on that survival check, my good man. Yeah, you can clearly see going off straight up north into the night. And these footsteps, you can follow them, follow them. You can't see the figure. It's a little too dark, and, well, he's a little too far away at this point for you to be able to get a visual on him, but definitely kept going north. 
Mm. My bony fingers can't get a grip. My allies. And then I'm immediately going to say, (laughs) um, I have his tracks if we want to follow him. I mean, that sounds good to me. I didn't take, I didn't get hurt much. Um, can one of you help me get these fucking teeth out of this goddamn thing? Don't you have two little axes? I got bone fingers, brother. It's hard for me to get a grip on this. You have bone fingers? Oh. I kind of figured Moros had told you. Told me what? Is my now gloveless bony hand is out there. I huh. I assumed well, he had You better get that checked out and I start pulling out the Wait. I don't the teeth. <laughs> I I I don't you know what? <sighs> yeah, yeah I do. And I'm gonna just start following Morris. Confused. <laughs> All right, hold on. I need to find us a map. So we're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I ask you a question, Zach. We're taking a break. Uh, just like a. Does this need to be like? Do I need to turn off the stream because I have the stream on? No, no, no. I'm just. I'm just asking. Okay. What's up? Um. My question is, did you, are, not necessarily are we supposed to, but did you expect us to follow the goblin? No, but I'm going along with it. Okay, cool. I was just curious. Oh, fuck. You guys are going to be so ridiculously big, I need to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys are too big, it's a fucking problem. You guys want to follow the goblin? The idea that Lloyd yeah. just thinks that Moros has a fucked up, decayed hand is great. All right. You see the footsteps end here. You can see that this goblin is now being a little bit more meticulous with its footsteps. Um, Are we on a new map? We are. I still see the old one. Oh, shit. The footsteps, the foot tracks, they stop right about here. And they get lighter and then eventually fade. All right. Goblin man, which way we go now? I was a goblin. All right. Oh, I, I was referencing our resident goblin slayer. My apologies. I'm going to um I'm going to once again perform a survival check. I'm going to try to pick up where the tracks and what direction they were leading off towards. Okay. And also as to them being meticulous, are they are these footsteps being purposefully meticulous do they just suddenly stop and disappear as if maybe it got on something else a magical thing happened that kind of stuff like checking Mm. how the foot how did the foot tracks specifically stop 
and disappear, and in what direction were they facing when they stopped and disappeared? Okay, roll me a survival check. Yeah? 11. You do see that they suddenly stop, like, right here. Um, like, just out of nowhere, just disappear, stop. Yep, but they're facing um, in this direction to the right, and as you look over there, you see a lit torch, and you can see a uh, dragonborn, a brass dragonborn woman uh, in uh, plate armor, walking and holding a torch up in the air. This plate armor, uh, it's well, gold, uh, very, very much gold. There's so much gold on here, it's kind of stands out. Uh, while he was looking, I had a brilliant idea, but I've committed to it now, but it's now, now with this happening, it's not probably a great idea. Oh, it's not working. I I tell Lloyd and Covers, I mean, do they see this creature, this person? At this point, yeah, you all can see it's not hard. Uh, Someone, a humanoid figure. You can see scales. So clearly a dragonborn holding up a torch. They're actually going down the path towards you all. Okay. All right. So a little bit because it wasn't working before, I had changed into the goblin, and then the moment I had seen her, I immediately turned back. As she finally approaches you and gets like, close. Like, oh, shit, fuck. Ah, greetings. What uh, has you out here in the woods so late at night? It is not safe. What has you out here? That's well, close enough. She stops, out of respect, steps back. Well, I am a knight of the Golden Dragons. Just That's patrolling and making something. sure the land is safe. Golden Dragons. I'm, a, I'm assuming I would probably know what this is, right? You would. How old I am? Given how old you are, you do know of the... Um, the golden dragons do you want a synopsis of um the golden dragons i can give you that right yes just are they like king's guards or something like that no they're actually a faction so they're not like a they they serve the kingdom but they don't explicitly serve the king Mm. um so let me give you a brief little thing here ah so you're how old we decided like you're in your 300s right I'm about 300 years old, yes. So since the cat's out of the bag at this point, except for Lloyd, because... <laughs> I just thinks he has a bony hand. Uh, so the Golden Dragons have been around for about four centuries now. They're known to be a very um, lawful good organization. You know that um, they were founded by King Rexalarian I, who was the uh, actually the king when you were first uh, born chorus um now after centuries have passed obviously leadership has changed some hands nobody knows who the new leader is um you know for a time that they were in a brief uh conflict with a another faction that is more recent called the hands of the reaper who serve the god of death 
and Justice mm. Sarkat. Um, and then the Golden Dragons, they worship, they are a religious faction. They worship the goddess of life, Elicor. So you can see why there might be a little bit of a little bit of a conflict so, between these two. Uh, definitely different interests for sure. Immediately upon hearing that she's part of the uh, the Golden Dragons, I will immediately hide my hand uh, inside my like clothing, like tuck it in uh, some of the folds. Ah, uh, you're one of those zealots, okay? I see. We're not all zealots. Don't make that assumption. She lets Didn't she hold, up a little and... I mean, you know, just fought a whole fucking war recently. Hmm. Yes, that is true, but things are fine for now. We're not well, really interested uh... in conflict and war right now. There are much bigger things going on. These, well, these are my, com my companions. Uh, Lauren Moros, uh, this is a member of a religious faction that serves the goddess of life. Hello, it is a pleasure to meet you all. It's just nods. Uh, how rude of me. I, I have yet to introduce myself. Um, moment. My name is Krakur Liliosa. I am a, um, captain in the Golden Dragons. Just making sure that everyone is staying safe. You know, well, alive. Kerr, did you see a goblin passing in these neck of the woods recently? Mm. About yay high, he disappeared over there, I point. His footsteps point in that direction where you came from. Ah, yes. I actually did. Did I kill it? Mm, it's one fucking goblin. I don't care. And they're gonna breed and multiply by hundreds go? anyway. But, uh, it's actually, it was last I did this patrol about ten minutes ago. I'm doing the same route. Kind of keeping an eye. There's a couple of us out here, so you might run into some of my comrades. Um, he's actually hiding in the bush, crying over there. And she points right over here. I think you spooked it. Excellent. I'll be right back. Moros just starts walking right towards that bush. Moros, that motherfucking... Moros. Nope, that motherfucker's uh, throwing a idea. javelin at me. I have an idea. Right no, that was that the cobalt. Oh, that this was, was the, the warlock. God damn it. Okay, well... Uh, God damn it, my image, my image thing isn't working. I turn into another goblin. I, I basically copy him. And I become the goblin from before. This is going to be hilarious. Follow me, but like from five feet back, weapon drawn, and act like you're chasing me, all right? And go! And I'm going to sprint off. And I'm going to run right at the goblin. And I'm going to like run straight into the goblin, fucking collide, fall on my ass. And I'm going to point back at Moro sprinting at him. And I'm going to grab the goblin and hold on, shaking in fear. Brother, brother, it's okay. We're going to live. We're going to live. He's freaking out. 
And then he realizes I'm way, I feel way bigger than a goblin should as I slowly transform back. You see it look up at you very slowly. It trembles at the sight of such a monstrous figure and then sees the tiefling figure. Oh, fuck. Bye. As I let him go, (laughs) fucking Moros has his way with him. It's crying. I'm just gonna... <laughs> I, I have my I have my great sword out at this point, but I stopped and I'm just watching it cry for a second. I look kind of disappointed almost. <laughs> it's it's fucking pathetic. I'm so sorry. I gotta laugh for a second. I can just picture it. I look at it. What is your name? Gibble Goo. Oh my god. Its name is adorable. Alright. It's the fucking back to character. Fuck Gibble Goo. Alright. Well, Gibble Goo. Any last words? I want my mommy. I was about to ask I was, yeah, and he says, he literally says, I want my mommy. And as soon as he says that, just one, just one slash, just right, right across the, you know, right across the neck, just sever the head from the shoulders. I'll make it quick because I felt so bad for him. At first, I was like, I'm going to penetrate him with the great sword right up his anus. And, uh, <laughs> you're going to penetrate him? Yeah, I was going to penetrate him right up his ass. With that great sword, it was gonna go right up there. I was gonna, I was gonna literally shove him on my great sword and stick him there, so that he was like a trophy, and I would wear him on my back. It's terrifying. What's a perfect execution? No goblins would ever fucking ambush us again. That is literally the, like the second or third time we've been ambushed by goblins. That I'm sick of. You see, they'll literally yeah. see that and they'll be like, oh my god, that's the fucking goblin killer. That's the genocidal maniac. We gotta stay away from that guy. <laughs> anyway, so I just I kill him. I give him I give him the Lord's mercy. As you see its head rolling off. Well it's sad, isn't it? <laughs> a little sad. But you know, I might worship a goddess of life, but that doesn't necessarily mean all life is equal. Right. You see her shrug. Uh, the merits of one's life are decided by how one decides to use it. Mm. I see you're very wise. I can tell you're young. It's a lot of wisdom. Thank you. Here, of course I should good pay you for doing my dirty goblin. work because I'm lazy. And you see her... Pull out a gold coin, just one to the, each of you. Instead of a payment, perhaps you could answer a question for me. Ah. Declining the coin. I'll take his gold. Yeah, well, you can have both. Your ple- This was quite hilarious, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. You all are really entertaining. Makes life worth living. Would your would your order happen to have any scholastic knowledge on life outside of the natural? Perhaps any knowledge on beings that are perhaps 
extraterrestrial. Mm. Not of this plane. Well, that sounds like it would be very sacred and closely kept knowledge. I would only imagine that one person would have access to this information, and that would be our guildmaster. Maybe you speak with them. Hmm? <clears throat> have you Oral heard raises of, an eyebrow. Uh, have you <laughs> heard of um arson? Spell that out for me. Arson. A R S I. Hold on. No, no, no. Arnis. I apologize. Pronounced. I did that way wrong. Like I have dyslexia. Arnis. Little retcon there. Okay. Thank you. Can we? Can we? Can we huddle? Um, Lloyd, you you talk to the the pretty, dragonborn lady. I need a I need to have a conversation with a old Morose here for a second. You are quite flattering. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm too old for you, so. Mm. No such thing. Morose is like, she wait a second, I wasn't done talking to him. And he gets, like, <laughs> grabbed by his neck. <laughs> All right. Um, I only pulled you over because you know, um, but you don't also know, uh, we don't want to get involved with these people. He just they, looks at you, raising an eyebrow recently, once again. As you know what I am, uh, you kind of, you know, figured it out. Uh, that's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm not what you think I am. My circumstance is a bit different. Um, these people don't take kindly to my kind. And, um, well, just recently they were fighting the being who currently protects a large population of my kind. A very peaceful population. And, well, the less we get involved with them, the safer we'll be. Very well. Like, we can get this I information, but I don't... But. I, I think we avoid the guildmaster. At some point, yeah. I just and think we avoid the guildmaster. That'd be if I'm not around. I pray you do not find whatever I have become at that point. What are you going to be attached to my hip or something? Uh, no, oh, I thought you meant in the in the case that I am um, dispatched from this world. No, I mean if I was to go and speak with them myself. Oh yeah, then whatever. Just don't bring any, you know, just try not to bring too many around me. Uh, you know, they're, um, when I use the word zealot, that was very, very uh, appropriate for their cause. I'm going to do a little insight check on uh, the paladin. I've been paying attention to her. I assume she's a paladin. Mm -hmm. This whole interaction with her, how she's been acting, she's being forced with, she's being facetious, she's um, trying to play dumb, things like that. But <laughs> mainly right now, my main insight is I want to see how she's been reacting to towards Chorus because she, if she's a paladin like myself, I know she can sense things. And I know that at any moment 
she could be on to him or already potentially know. So I'm going to kind of insight check that and see if she's already made that connection, if not, or okay. if so, or if not. Okay, go like ahead and roll me an insight to check. It. All right, I'm going to look over at Lloyd and her talking. Twelve. <laughs> From what you can tell, you would know if a because you had a similar reaction, how a paladin would react to sensing an undead. It doesn't seem like she's giving off that kind of energy, at least yet. Secret safe, seemingly, for now. Moros looks at him, back at her. She doesn't know yet, either. We'll make it quick, and then we'll get away from her. So he, he's in agreement with you. Moros agrees. Let's... All right. Be, be gone with the woman. Be gone with her. Be gone, I thought. Alright, I walk over. I'm gonna see what Lloyd's doing. Is no, he risen around? Telling I'm yeah, I'm I'm uh saying God a poem damn, to her right now. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying a poem to her right now. You wanna hear it? Yeah, roll yeah, sure. a performance no. or persuasion yeah. check as well, depending on how good the poem the is. The life of the wife is ended by the night. night. Well, I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll first, then say it. Yeah, and that'll affect your delivery. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Thirteen, all right, pretty good. Sticking out your get for the Rizzler. You're so phantom tax. I just wanna be your Sigma. Freaking come here, and that's it. What the fuck are you on? This is actually you know, the song I heard once. He got hit in the head in the goblin fight. Well, clearly. Well, are you done having I... your little huddle? We do. We actually do that all the time. I didn't know this was a common occurrence. What huddling? Yes. Yes. I'm sure it's quite common amongst paladin orders. Mm. It is. Where the hell are we? Oh, you're in a forest right outside the. Uh, Small town of Ravenmore. That's the town where I'm currently stationed at. Ah, oh, there's more of you there. Yes. W what a coincidence. That was the town we were going to. Awesome. Well, I could escort you back oh, if you'd like. Great. Uh, you know, I, my, my good friend here is, uh, I put a hand on Morris's shoulder. Um, not the bone one. That bone, the bone one is still tucked away. He's not too comfortable inside of towns. You see, uh, he's a paladin of the, uh, what, what, did you, what did you call it again? The, uh, the Wild Hunt? Wow, you remember this time. Yes, the Wild Hunt. I try. You know, I might be a little the slow, but I'm not stupid. Hmm. That doesn't ring a bell. Where is your order located? Somewhere north of here. A long ways away. Not <laughs> worth talking about. Very small monastery. <laughs> you hear her laugh. Nothing quite as grand as yours. Your... The only places north of here would be the three biggest cities or the Badlands. And if I've never heard of you, you'd... <laughs> I'd have to come to the assumption you'd be from the Badlands. But no one is from there. Right? You see, Morris like a... just looks at her. He doesn't answer. 
You see, like, a kind of look of, like, what the fuck on her face? What are the Badlands? <laughs> a place we don't want to travel to. Very no, dangerous right place. I asked what it's it was. Pretty bad out there. What? Wait, what did you say, <sighs> Raph? I asked what it was, not, uh... Should I go there or not? Well, I appreciate your, uh, forthrightness, but it's a desert, ran by monsters of gargantuan size. Moro says nothing. He's just wa he's just watching the two of them talk. He's letting her talk about the Badlands. He ain't saying nothing about it. Well, if you seemingly don't want an escort, I'm sorry if I impeded on your night. She tells Lloyd. She's a little. Up she she fears she may have upset you a little bit. Um, well, it was a pleasure to meet the three of you. Take care. If you uh happen to want to go visit. Our guildmaster, Arnis, you can find him in the capital city of Elicoria. Perhaps a token of your reference. Ah, yes. See her reach into her pocket and pull out a signet ring. It is a silver signet ring. With a ver a yellow diamond inserted into it. Yeah, I take that. He will know this is from one of his most esteemed captains. Maybe it might help you in meeting him, but it comes into use. I have plenty more. I small bow very slightly. Thank you. This will be most helpful as Moros places the ring in a small bag at his hip and then uh, bids the knight farewell. As she walks off into the forest. Chorus is, is waving his hand, but then hears the clanking of bones and realizes it's the wrong hand and, and fucking it tucks it away down. real quick. <laughs> and picks up his other hand. Right. With that being said, where to next, boys? We're not going anywhere. We're gonna have a talk. We're gonna have a discussion. Morris is gonna after the the paladins out of earshot. He's gonna look at Lloyd. He's gonna look at Covers. Did you tell him? You know, Covers? I, I try. I I thought you had, and then I. I showed him the hand, and he didn't quite get it. So, I don't... I don't know what I should do. Moros just turns and looks at Lloyd. You understand he is undead. I do. Okay. See, that he was the, he just didn't The care. conversation before was very confusing, and it made me think you thought I had some weird skin disease. I mean, you're undead. Maybe you should get that checked out. You have no flesh. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's been 200 and 
23 years at this point of no flesh, I think I think I'm well beyond any uh, you know, fixing of that. Honestly, I've had no, I've not had flesh for longer than I have had flesh, so I know FLR is a rather young kingdom, but you could potentially get new flesh there. I maybe one day. I don't know. It's like I said. It's been so long. Oh, oh, yes, young Moros. Moros raises his hand patiently and lowers it after you acknowledge. The reason why I stopped us to talk about this is because, fundamentally, traveling with you is not exactly within the tenets of my own. Now, Mm. that being said, I want to trust you, but in order to trust you and in order to travel with you, in good conscience to my oath, I need to know the truth, or at least enough of the truth, that I can in good faith continue alongside you. I don't doubt your intentions, but I must know that these powers are powers of good, being used for good. Or at least, Uh, you're doing the best with what you can. We'll go with the second one, because from what I understand, the, the being that cursed me, we should say, is not necessarily a uh, benevolent creature. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not... This is hard to explain without saying some stuff that I'm... I'm going to be honest, I'm not too comfortable talking about at the moment. Um... I guess the easiest way to put it is I'm something you would refer to as a revenant. But not by any grudge of from before I died or anything like that. Purely based off of a one-sided agreement I made that I didn't even know I was making. Um... I was a humble fisherman. I grew up off the coast uh, on the west side of Elicor. Uh, and, you know, one day I was out at sea. The sky got real dark and black. The waters turned red. And I was by myself on my fishing boat, and I reeled in a massive, massive being. I It was... I know fishermen tend to exaggerate their tails, and this is going to sound a little ridiculous. But this being had blades coming out of its back the size of mountains. The millions upon millions of teeth just opened wide. And upon pulling this thing in and bringing it to surface, it presented me with the two blades I wield today. And, uh, well, as I've learned, that being is not necessarily a, uh, 
good creature. And the cost of taking these blades was what you see before you now. The curse is that you're undead because you took these blades. Or because you reeled in this fish, this being. Essentially, fish. yes. That is, it is part of it. Morris nods thoughtfully as he's listening and looks to Lloyd just to register his reaction for a second as part of the story's going by. And then turns back to Chorus. Well, I can say this. I won't intrude any more upon your past if it brings up painful memories. It is. We a... all have our secrets that must stay secrets, and that is fine with me. And because of your honesty, Moros just kind of curtly points to the road ahead. We may continue as allies and may continue as traveling companions. You have my trust. All right. I can't speak for Lloyd, though. You're all right with me. Oh, all right. That's, you know. Now I got to come up with, like, racist name for skeletons. Um, oh, there is a, there is one, one thing, uh, I should probably inform you about, um, in regards to the lady we met before, uh, okay. and the undead. Um, Slow down, turn. There is a city that I mentioned before, um, hidden away in the swamp, protected by the god of death and justice. Uh, he kind of shrouds this city that I, I, you know, I helped found it. These people uh, got into a bit of a skirmish with the god of death and justice followers. And uh, they are quite a massive threat to this city, which is purely just a place for undead who harbor no ill will or sentient kind of similar to me to live peacefully and exist without facing persecution for something they had no control over. So, uh, I, I've not been there in many years. It's been a very long time, but I do send undead that I find along my journeys there. So if we do find any and they don't seem under something's control or they seem, you know, intelligent enough to have a conversation with and benevolent enough to listen, I would ask we not just execute them. Moros nods and then says, well, if there's anything I've learned in the last few weeks of traveling, I've learned that not all undead are undead. Some undead are still living. 
So if that's the case, and they are still living like you, they need not face any blade of mine. That is an interesting way to put it. Uh, you know, I ain't thought of it like that. Undead, but still living. You're quite alive to me, Chorus. Quite alive to me. And then Morris, Morris walks off. Oh. All right. You know, if I, if, I, if I had blood and skin, I'd be blushing right now. Onwards and upwards, fellas. As you all continue into the night, you see that as you continue your travels, the brush begins to thin out, the trees fewer in number as you find an opening. An opening to the small town of Ravenmore. <clears throat> this town, as you can tell, is very, very small. There's very limited number of... Uh, housing here from what you can tell um but everything seems to congregate to the center uh, where this tree is located this large beautiful tree it is no longer nighttime it's slowly turning into dawn and there are not a lot of people currently out at this time but as you all arrive to the town of Ravenmore. This is where we'll leave off for tonight. Gives me some time to prepare this area a little more. But I want to thank everyone for tuning in this evening. I know it was a short session. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I had a, I had a rough day. And uh, I kind of want to play games with my bros. And I had a good time playing this game with my bros. Because I love you guys. And that shit got deep really you, fucking fast. God damn. Y'all are fucking superstars. I love you guys. We all love you guys. Take care. <laughs> no, you're a supercar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>